Good morning. Welcome to Trinity's podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel. It's good to have you here at this daily podcast spot on a Monday morning. Just a heads up, and in a couple of short weeks here at the beginning of September, we're going to be pivoting this podcast thread to a new thread that'll be called Renewing the Center. We're working on the back end stuff for that to be available soon. So within the next number of days, week or two, you'll be able to subscribe to that podcast. And then our daily thread, the one we've been engaging here throughout the pandemic season, will pivot over to that podcast thread. And my wife, Karen, and I are going to be leading that. There'll be a daily devotion uh, similar to what we've been doing here. And then that'll be followed uh, by a weekly uh, spiritual practice opportunity. My wife is a trained spiritual director. And y'all, I'm so excited about you being able to learn how to do silence and solitude, uh, Lectio, prayer of examine. We're going to be teaching you how to do your life with God, as well as giving you these biblical reflections. Just so, so excited and looking forward to what Renewing the Center is going to look like. Uh, We'll give you more information about how to subscribe to that podcast here as soon as it becomes public. But today I want to read and then pray uh, John 5. We're going to talk about the voice of God today, and I just think this is a timely word for us to consider John 5, beginning in verse 25. Very truly, I tell you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Just as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted that the Son also would have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be astonished at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and then let's try to hear Jesus. Father, we ask you today for grace on this Monday to hear the word of the Lord. I pray, God, that you would give us space here, whether we're in our car or at home or walking our dog, whatever it is we're doing, we pray for the space to think true and deep thoughts about our lives, about you, God, uh, about how we're going to interface with you today. And help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this passage is ultimately about resurrection. It's about uh, what will happen at the end of the age to all of our bodies. And the, the text, Jesus tells us in no uncertain terms that we will all live a fully embodied eternity with him, uh, either resurrected to hope and life or resurrected to condemnation. But either way, uh, Jesus is saying here that we're going to live into an embodied reality after death. But today, I don't want to take it in that direction. I I actually want to do a little bit of almost like a a midrash, a a sitting with the text and um, engaging it in a way that doesn't speak Uh, or undo the truth of ultimate reality regarding resurrection. But I actually want to say maybe there's a kind of micro or or spiritual resurrection that God wants to do for you today. So in that sense, a text like this is about the end of the age, but there also may be an application for each and every one of us as we think about our lives right here, right now, maybe especially during a season of remarkable upheaval and uncertainty pandemic, what we're living through right now. So I'm going to play with the text a little bit, uh, reverently, but I, I'm going to I'm going to let it dance a little in our hearts. So what what stood out to me when I read this, aside from theological truth, uh, ultimate truth, is this: the voice of God 
wakes us up. It speaks to dead people, dead things, and it stirs life in us. We are told here that the dead will hear the voice of God and live. And I believe that one of the things the Lord would invite us to consider today is where are there dead places in us? Where are there places where decay has set in and we need to hear the voice of God in order to truly live? The text tells us that God the Father has life in himself. So therefore, when he speaks to us, he is able to quicken life in us. And that is going to be true, ultimately true, fundamentally true at the end of the age, that God's voice to his children will speak life into us. And to those who don't know God, God's voice will quicken them for judgment and condemnation. But I want us to think right now about our own lives. Where do we need to hear the voice of God? Maybe we need to back up a little further and ask the question, do we even believe that we can hear the voice of God? See, I believe that way too much emphasis has been placed on just um, ideas in the Western world, uh, in specifically in the Western church, that we would almost convince ourselves that we, if we just learned enough, we would be okay. If we just had enough head knowledge, if we just possessed enough head knowledge, and yet here we are told that, that the death that we will all ultimately experience, that the voice of God will actually bring us back from the dead will resurrect us. And I believe that the Lord wants us to begin to have an imagination here and now for how his voice could quicken life in us, even as we live here in the shadowlands. See, there's a metaphor in the New Testament. We as humans are referred to as sheep. And that's not always a great uh, analogy. Sheep are stubborn, they're fragile, they're prone to group think. Um, and if I think about my own life, stubborn, check, um, Fragile, check. Prone to group think, check. Like all three. But sheep are also able to hear their name and respond to their name. And when the scripture tells us that we are sheep, the Lord is not just speaking about people like you and me in a negative sense. He's saying that we were made ultimately to hear the voice of God. That that life that's quickened in us when God would speak, when he would speak his word, that we were made to hear and respond to God's voice. And so I just want to ask you, do you believe that you can hear the voice of God? Do you believe that you were made to hear and respond to the voice of God? I would suggest as a Christian, a human even, who may or may not be Christian, that you were actually made to hear God's voice. That all of us, not just super Christians or very spiritual people or people with a ton of spare time, that all of us were made to hear the voice of God. So if we don't believe it, I would suggest that you're believing a lie. You're believing something less than what is fundamentally true about you. In my own life, I have... Uh, most regularly and consistently been able to hear and discern the voice of God through practices of silence and solitude, through the discipline of meditation, through the prayer of examine, and through the practice of Lectio Divina. So silence and solitude, meditation, examine, and Lectio Divina. And there's a lot that can be said and, and has been said by me and other people about these practices. But what I want to home in on right here, just to make it very clear, is that learning to be in environments where we can hear and then trust the tone and tenor of God's voice is how we grow in confidence that we were made to hear him. 
This is also why we must engage the scripture on a daily basis. It's why we have to be the kinds of people who know the character and nature of God. And the best way to see that, the, the truest, most trustworthy way to see that is through the narrative of scripture and, and the tone and the heart of God, specifically the heart of Jesus in the New Testament. And I believe that as we are feeling death in our bones, uh, as we're facing so much adversity, so much trouble, uh, we need to remember that it is the voice of God that will quicken life in us. And you may, may be sitting at a point in your journey right now where you are worn out and burned out and cynical and even maybe hopeless feeling. I would ask you uh, to consider where you might be in need of hearing the voice of God. And a lot of us are so distracted and maybe because we're distracted, we begin to fritter our lives away and uh, in ways that aren't even redemptive, just checking out, numbing out. Y'all, we were made to hear the voice of God. And furthermore, the voice of God actually quickens life in us, which means that if we're not interacting with the voice of God, then death persists. And not only is this true in, in terms of ultimate reality, the end of the age, I think that's true of your life and mine right now, right here. Are you listening to God? See, you were meant to hear God's voice. You were also meant as a child of God to have a kind of energy about you, a kind of vibe to your life, joy and hope. So do you. Where's that lacking? And I would suggest that the remedy for that fundamentally is learning to hear God's voice, receiving from him a kind of life that says, I am energized by the life of God. God's voice, the Father, has life in himself, and he can quicken life in you. So the text says this, those who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out. And I just want to sit with this notion of hearing God's voice and coming out, coming out of your grave, clothes, out of the tomb. And think about where you are in your life right now. I believe that right now is a time, the perfect time, to begin to practice a way of life in which hearing God becomes a part of your normal, routine experience. John 10, Jesus says, My sheep know my voice and the voice of another they will not follow. And I want to tell you this, without intentional effort and the creation of intentional space to hear God's voice, you will not hear God's voice. God's not going to shout you down in the midst of a busy, angry, and distracted life. He just won't do it. Or maybe I would say he rarely, rarely ever does it. What God wants is for you to make space. He wants you to have a kind of life where this is a priority. And so I would encourage you as we pivot into this daily podcast in the weeks to come, as we move into September, um, we're going to teach you how to listen to the Bible, but we're also going to teach you how to engage spiritual practices that will be conducive to you learning how to hear the voice of God. See, we don't just need more sermons, y'all. I think if anything right now is revealed to us that this isn't a time just for sermons to fill your head. You have to learn how to engage in meditation, silence, solitude, the prayer of examine. You've got to learn, like me, to open up our hearts and say, God, help me to be conditioned to hear the tone and tenor of your voice. And y'all, I believe that as we do that, as we make space for the voice of God, we're going to be the kinds of people who find the life of God growing in us. So maybe today, the beginning of this day, you could begin to ask this question. Lord, where do I need to hear your voice? What space do I need to carve out to hear your voice? 
Maybe it's at the beginning of your day listening to this podcast. This is a great place to start. So here would be my recommendation. When you finish and hit stop, spend a few moments in silence asking for the Holy Spirit to illumine something that was said or shared that stands out that you can then put before the Lord. That way we don't just move busily and distractedly from one thing to another, but we begin to ask God to speak to us. I believe that when he speaks, we will see life quickened in us and we'll feel more alive. We'll actually be more alive. So I put that before you today and I ask you to put that before the Lord. God, we ask you to speak to us. We ask you to lead us and guide us through this day. And we pray, Lord, that you would remind us that it's your word that carries life. And so we ask Holy Spirit for your life in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.